Welcome to Morning Coffee and Mimosas. I'm Christina. And I'm Joe. We are a father-daughter duo. We come here Sunday mornings, but you can come here anytime you please. We banter about life, about business, and we do it over coffee and mimosas. Good morning. Good morning, Dad. I jumped to it that time. Dad. I know. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's the coffee. It's the coffee. Dad. It's the coffee. It makes me, you know. Were you having coffee before I got here this morning? I was. I had another, so it was extra coffee. You seem a little jumpy. Little jumpy. Yeah, just wait. (laughs) You're a little over-caffeinated, Dad. Maybe. Your caffeine level looks like my mimosa level after when I get to the bottom of the bottle. Well, we'll see. I'll be better. (laughs) I'll take a deep breath. Well, good morning, listeners. Yes, thanks for joining us today. We are going to get a little spooky today. A little bit. By the way, I love ghosts. You know that. Have we shared that with the listeners? I think we did in an earlier episode. Uh, Maybe I didn't. I don't know. I don't remember. But I do love ghost stories. I love all that kind of spooky stuff. Cemeteries. He does. Actually, so much so that I believe your wedding pictures, right? If I'm not mistaken. (laughs) I had to burst out laughing because it's true. When we took our wedding pictures, it was at Cooper's Pond in Bergenfield, New Jersey. And it's very beautiful there. But it was a little bit overcast. And the photographer was getting these pictures. And when we got the proofs, behind us was the cemetery of the old South Church. These like (laughs) 250-year-old... things mom freaked out and he was like take it easy i could take them out i could take them out she's like there's, a, there's gravestones behind us and what nobody knew was that dad actually set up this i loved it <laughs> you're like it. you're like how good is this till death do we part <laughs> but this, isn't that funny yes. though you guys had your pictures taken by a pretty pond and little park and you ended up having to put just like shading <laughs> over <laughs> well, the not, nature <laughs> it wasn't all of it but it was like you know on the sides or whatever they were, the photographer he took care of all that so it's so funny it made it went away but the proofs have them so <laughs> it's very cute but i do i do love ghosts i do love spooky things and horror movies and stuff like that but this episode is ghosts in the machine i kind of gave it that name and and if you're listening you're probably saying wasn't that an album by david bowie or Hasn't that been around? And sure, it has the phrase ghost in the machine. But let me tell you where I'm going with this. Tell us, Dad. Okay, that'd be spooky. Do we have spooky music to play? Maybe this episode. You should just listen to it at night in the dark. (laughs) Tell us. All right. Related to business. Think of this. We've all used a computer, cell phone, whatever. And did you ever like use it? And then it does something completely out of character for it as if it's Every a person. Every damn okay, day. Right. <laughs> and it has a mind of its own. This thing has a mind of its own. So basically the ghost in the machine is that it's operating differently than you would think it would be programmed, right? We have that in software, in, in your phones and computers, even your car, you know, it doesn't have to be a computer thing, but you ever drive your car and every, it does normal things. And then one day it's just not. Yeah. And, all and of a sudden a glitch out. happens and you're like, I didn't touch anything. I didn't do I, anything. I didn't do anything different, you know, and all that stuff. So the reason for that phrase, I love the ghost in the machine is because that's what you almost think it is. It's like, I've checked everything and something in here is not right. 
it's got a mind of its own. That's the ghost. So think of this in business. You tell your employees or something to do something or some business operation that's running. How many times have you seen or observed that contrary to either the instructions you gave or the processes that are in place or something that either the people do contrary or the process for whatever reason this week or this month or last year or whatever doesn't repeat itself the way it always did or doesn't come out right. Does that make sense? And I would imagine it could just be a process you put in place that all of a sudden you expect to work a certain way and it doesn't. Right. Could be. I would imagine that could also relate to you picturing something working a certain way that you would do yourself you blaming and me? finding <laughs> <laughs> she's blaming me i'm looking at you kid. I know. no but i would think if you if you weren't somebody that had employees right and you're somebody that mm-hmm. is thinking about the ghosts in your own machine i see where you're going you with see this. where i'm going yeah, with this yeah, very good because i think about our listeners we have people listening that are from all different walks of life and all different stages of their careers. Mm -hmm. And if you were thinking about in your own day to day, I think there are times you picture something going perfectly and then all of a sudden something goes haywire, right? Right. And it's trying to figure out, well, what just happened? Why did what I say trigger something that I didn't expect? Mm -hmm. Or I don't know, maybe I'm taking this somewhere that your machine doesn't want to go, but maybe I'm putting a ghost in this podcast. <laughs> Not that that hasn't happened before, but it's okay. <laughs> we might rename the podcast, <laughs> the ghost in the podcast. Yeah, actually the machine is flying. It's the podcast, but I see where you're going. It does. And, and you're right. All of us. And that's, this is where it, it actually is going to dovetail to that. What are the ghosts? So the ghosts are the mind, the thought, the, you know, behaviors and so on, and what's behind it. So for example, you give instructions to a person, say a staff member, and you give them clear instructions. You find that they're doing that, but they're also doing something else. And you, and you don't understand why that statement I just made, you have to find out the why and really drill down into the why of why things are not happening the way you expect them to happen when you thought you either gave good instructions or if you thought that the process did work, you know, before. And let me give you an example about questions and asking questions, because how do you find out why you want to say something? See, I could see that you, you listeners, you can't see this, but she's staring at me like, let me say something. So go ahead. <laughs> it's so hard for me. <laughs> I'm working on active listening and waiting before mm-hmm. I speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm finding now people are like, I see you came off mute. Did you have something <laughs> to say? <laughs> so there's all kinds of ways for me to uh, to interrupt without interrupting. Okay, so now you can interrupt. You um, just interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> no, my thought, as you were saying that, I was just thinking about the concept of these ghosts, right? And you're going to start digging into how do you identify them and how do you figure out what that why is. But I'm, I'm thinking about these ghosts or things, listeners, that you can't see and you wouldn't be able to identify to the naked eye, let's call it, right? Mm-hmm. It's things like, I would imagine, 
if you think about egos, right, or you think about ulterior motives and other things that might be festering in your business that aren't necessarily apparent. So it may not be something as clear as I gave a direction and my direction wasn't clear. It might be I gave a direction and my direction may have been clear, but the person that was receiving it had some other motive or agenda that caused a ghost in the machine. That's it. Correct. You hit the nail on the head. Very good. You get a star. Thanks, Dan. Have another mimosa. <laughs> so, I'll, I will not have another coffee. But um, you hit the nail on the head. And, and it doesn't have to be a bad thing. So, you know, yes, an ulterior motive is absolutely, you know, one. But a person's fear. Are they afraid of something? So when we delegate, for example, if a person has not performed that task or has done things or whatever, there's a fear inside that and it's like you know a lens like if you shine light through a lens and move the light the light refracts and it goes in different and reflects and it goes in different directions and you can't predict always how it's going to go right now an optometrist can predict it that's how they give you glasses but if you just take a broken piece of glass and put light through it the light can go in different directions and we have to deal with that with our employees with our business processes and ourselves, as you so rightly pointed out. I like that. Yeah. So these are the ghosts that, you know, and that's a, a nice title, but I love referring to it. These are the ghosts in the machine. This is where you have to say, okay, we have something that isn't optimal or some glitch or some operational thing. We need to find out why. Now, you can do that in a number of ways. You can just ask the person who's this is happening to or the department again or yourself if you're running your own business but i talk to myself frequently this could be easy enough yeah well you never know what the answer is because you know we lie to ourselves also <laughs> true <laughs> so, but these and I, I like what you said about ulterior motives um or maybe a person's goals and I, and i know you listeners you're saying well what about personal problems at home and worries and things like that these are all contributors to a ghost in the machine. Well, and I think that brings up a couple of their, you know, I, I said ulterior motives, I said ego, things like that, that sound very negative. And it, it can also be things that you don't realize, like insecurities. Mm -hmm. It could be, you know, paranoia at times, right? It could be assumptions. Sometimes we create preconceived notions for one reason or another that cause us to maybe create a ghost that isn't there mm -hmm. or create a fear that doesn't need to be there that then creates a reaction that's not necessary. That's right. So what I'm going to propose here is that when we deal with people, we have to understand that people are not chemical reactions or mathematical formulas. People don't respond. This action causes this reaction. You know, and we're going to do further episodes on management styles and all of that stuff. But we have to ask to find out what that person's ghost is or your department's ghost or your process's ghost. And for purposes of starting this process, how do we do that? And it's through, first of all, the people have to trust you as a leader. If, if you are dictatorial, 
nasty and SOB and they don't care, no one's going to share any of that with you because they're just not. Number two, we also don't want to become psychologists and psychiatrists and all that in our business, but you have to ask probing questions. And one technique about asking questions is that you will never get the correct answer on the first, like one question does not yield the correct answer. It yields an answer. So you have to kind of figure a way to ask the same question multiple times, probably over a period of time, building trust to find out that to get the person to share with you potentially what they're afraid of, or you know, maybe what you're asking them to do doesn't fit with what they thought the job was or the goal or, or whatever, what's causing them to do other than what you've asked. Does that make sense? It does. And I think it's important, you know, you, you said you need to be trusted. And I think part of that is actually caring about people. Mm -hmm. And you're asking these questions, just like you think about trying to dig into your own, the ghosts in your own machine within yourself. Right. You know, you're trying to kind of get to the root of the challenge so that you can help the person to improve their process or to see things clearly or differently mm -hmm. or to adapt the machine. Right. Very good. Exactly. Because sometimes you might find that there's a better way to be thinking about something mm -hmm. if your mind is opened to somebody else's perspective. That's a little different yes. than your own. And that gets to the questions. You know, if you ask the, the questions regarding what you perceive to be the ghost, again, back to that trust, the person may tell you, you know, Joe, if you don't mind, I think I have a better way to do this. I think there's a better way. And the, and the reason that I keep turning this direction is because it's a more natural way to do it or, you know, or this or that. And so you hit the nail on the head again. You're pretty good today. This is good. <laughs> I think too much coffee wasn't good for me. <laughs> I um, think you're doing just fine, okay. Dad. <laughs> but that's the idea is that you have that relationship, that trust, that open dialogue with people. And you find out that just kind of like with a ghost, like sometimes the ghost is helping you kind of like a guardian angel yeah. maybe or whatever so well and i think um in a business mm -hmm. a ghost can be culture of the past i think about that with you know in, in business times change cultures change processes change but sometimes there's people that have been conditioned that have been with an organization for a long time and have experienced a whole different set of different leaders styles and I would think, you know, if people are thinking about their own business or thinking about the business that they work for, could a ghost be maybe a process or an experience you had in the past mm -hmm. that you're carrying with you into a future that's not the same? There you go. And that's what that is a ghost, right? Totally. The ghost did not move on to whatever the new dimension they were supposed to be in. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes the haunting isn't there anymore. <laughs> So who are you right. going to call, Dad? Ghostbusters, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a copyright violation? I don't know. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but that's beautiful. That's exactly it. You know, and we deal with that all the time. And so take that one level deeper. However many employees you have, now take the length of time they've been there, the potential for these historical remnants to be running around. And I think that's why it comes to it's so important that communication, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. Communication is so important and uh, making sure people feel safe to talk about 
the That's challenges it. they have, but also to communicate when things change, if things have changed, are we communicating regularly enough so that people remember and understand that things are different and are we showing that positive change? Very good. You know, it's great. It's not enough to just say, okay, we're doing things this way now. Obviously that works. But until they see that the lights are out and all of a sudden they didn't get spooked, mm -hmm. then they're not sure about that. Correct. And so as leaders, excuse me, but as leaders, we have to, you know, repetition. We, we've got to remind our teams and sometimes ourselves, this is the new way all we're doing it. All the time ourselves. All the time. <laughs> this is how it is now. This is how we're doing things now. And remind people because change can be hard, but it's not just change. I, that's why I love this concept of ghost. It's not just change. It's so far in the back of people's psyche that you don't even realize that it's influencing their current behavior. And these things happen everywhere. And I mean, we're certainly, we're not uh, trying to be psychologists here no. or having anyone take a seat on our therapy couch, like you said before. But this isn't just a business thing, right? You think of so many situations that in personal life where think about somebody that you just you just don't like, right? And you don't like them because of an experience you had one time. Mm -hmm. And it could be 30 years ago. Not for me, because I wouldn't remember an experience 30 years ago. You know, you had to say I'm that, so young. You? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was too young to remember a really oh, bad experience 30 cute, years ago. But if but you might have an experience with somebody, right, that you just you just don't like the person. And now the person has evolved. The person has changed. But you're carrying that ghost of kind of who that mm -hmm. person was with you. Right. Or you're carrying an experience that you had in a previous relationship into a new relationship, an experience with a previous employer into a new employer. Right. So I think it's important, whatever stage of life you're in and however you are interpreting this message be open and communicate about the things that you may be afraid of or the assumptions that you have and maybe some of the insecurities that you are bringing because until you start talking about these things nobody whether it's a leader at work whether it's a coworker, whether it's a friend a significant other a child you name it nobody can do anything with it until you start to be open and honest about the ghosts that might be living isn't that beautiful? Because that's what a leader is, right? You, you don't have to be, as a leader, this perfect, shining example of something. You can be flawed. You can say, yeah, I'm scared too, or, you know, I'm working through this also, but we can do it type of thing, right? Yeah. We can't all be as shiny as you, Daddy. No, that's just because I'm a bald head <laughs> and he's shiny. That's, we can't all that's shine. where the shiny is coming from. We can't all shine like you, Dad. <laughs> I'll pay you extra for that. Okay. That was great. Yeah. This is a little thought provoking. Mm -hmm. So listeners, go and uh, clear the ghosts from your machine. Identify them. You can call Ghostbusters or you can call Morning Coffee and Mimosas, Mimosas. for That's more right. www.morningcoffeeandmimosas.com. Oh, was that a shameless plug? That might have so. been. That might have been. It's Okay. Well, I think that's spooky enough for one morning, Dad. We still have the whole day ahead of us. So now maybe maybe on to some Care Bears or watching some cartoons. No, I'm going to watch a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight, though. Tonight. Late. What was that? So where where was that? We used to, when I was little, we used to drive 
there was that story you used to tell us about the woman walking on the side of the road. Yes. He used to scare the shit out of us as kids on a regular basis. Yes. (laughs) I would, I would take drives. Remember when we would go to Wildwood too, we would go down by the beach where we didn't know the areas, but I would take the kids for a ride at night. And then I would make up a story that, did I tell you about this road? Let me tell you what happened on this road. On this road, back in 1922. Yeah. So it went on like that yes. for a while. And then there was usually there was usually a woman walking, and it was a rainy day, and she was... Well, I don't... let me tell you a story. Okay. I'll tell you the story that I told. Oh, listeners. Get yes. ready to get real spooky. This was a creepy one. Yes. So it was uh, Ramapo Valley Road, driving up through Oakland, New Jersey, and Tamawa. It's a very windy road in the woods, and these boys it was in the 1930s and they were driving up the road it was pouring rain and there was a young girl on the side of the road walking in a white dress soaking wet and they pulled over and offered her a ride she got in the car and her house she said was up a couple miles up so they drive her up to her house they let her out and she goes in the house and a couple days later they wanted to find this girl So it's not raining anymore, and it's daylight, and they go up the road. But where the house was, there's no house. Completely empty. But there's another house, like neighbors. And so they knock on the door, and they just said, it's just really weird. We brought this young girl. She was wet and rainy, you know, in a white dress. And can you help us? Because we want to know if she was okay. And the woman who answered the door said, oh, my goodness, there's no family there the house was torn down a while ago but i think you might be talking about susan and i forgot her last name it was 1927 and she was killed on this road she was hit by a car and she's buried in the cemetery and so there's a cemetery near there so they drive over to the cemetery and they're looking through and they see a gravestone that has a white dress on it and that was the girl goosebumps Mm mm-hmm gets me every time dad love it <laughs> anyway I have where that comes from oh man well we could do a whole episode on yes. that so now that we've left everyone feeling super spooky <laughs> thank you for listening with us this yes, morning thank you very much hopefully you're not it. too scared to go tackle your day and your week ahead there uh, you go. we promise you can get those ghosts out of your <laughs> machine if you liked what you heard this morning give us a like subscribe share with a friend Leave us a review. Let us know what episodes you want us to talk about. If you never want to hear spooky shit like this ever again, (laughs) let us know too. We take all comments. (laughs) <laughs> those comments we take, but I'll probably tell another story. So, (laughs) Thanks, Thanks everybody. Wherever you are, whatever your story, thanks for spending time with us this morning. Now, go and make a difference in your world. like creep as creeped out as i used to (laughs) when we'd be driving (laughs) i got more where that came from (laughs) stay spooky everybody that's right thanks for listening